behind-the-scenes shots being taken right now by our <laughs> illustrious photographer and creative partner, Mayor, Mayor Made Mogul. Um, I'm Robert Gatewood, uh, pleased to be co-hosting another episode of Being Master with Heidi, her podcast, and we have an awesome guest here with you today. Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Glad to be here. We already um, had a good start. Oh, man. Some of those are going to be great outtakes, but like... <laughs> Uh, Heidi, how would you how would you as the host want to introduce Kevin? Like, um, Kevin used to work for me, um, and we've kind of just stayed in touch. And when we when I left a certain job, um, he had come back for another. He worked seasonal for for us while he was still in college, and when he came back for his. Um, was it that year last year where I wasn't? <laughs> yeah, that was the last year. Um, I I was like, hey, I'm not going to be there. I don't know if you are going to want to work there. And he's like, oh, it can't be that bad. Well, I think he could speak to that. But anyways, uh, we've, we've, we've bonded over porch beers and yeah. coffee and things like that. And I think he just has kind of like a unique perspective having gone to school in Canada, but also living in the United States and kind of what that looks like. But Very Kevin, cool. how would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> I would start by saying I'm a Scorpio. Apparently <laughs> that matters a lot. So I don't know what that yeah, no. says about me, but it's very important nowadays. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I know Heidi through work. I worked at the, I worked at a place, um, can we edit things in this? It's out. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? For funsies, I'll probably just do a bleep since you only did okay. one. That's fine. <clears throat> Perfect. Because I, again, I don't do podcasts, so I'm, I might say things it's I should say. Um, but yeah, I worked with Heidi. Um, we enjoyed working together. She was my boss. We weren't really working together. Um, then I, <laughs> I played football in Canada. I went to school in Canada. So I've been traveling a little bit more. Um, I now am technically my position is like a co-executive for a life insurance agency. So very cool work. I do that. Um, I'm 24, and I think that's a solid intro. I would say that is. That's <laughs> plenty. I mean, uh, I don't know how much you know about me or my podcast uh, shenanigans relative to Heidi, but I'm very Cleveland. Yeah, because I'm very Cleveland, I'm very football. So when you said football, my ears perked up. So did you play CFL? Did you play? Where did you play? What type of football did you play? In position. Canadian <laughs> football, so it's a little different. Three yeah. downs. Yep. Fun football. Well, I so I played in I played college in Canada. I played high school in Lakewood, and then Very I cool. went to um, I did a combine for the CFL. I didn't get drafted. I got invited to a camp. Um, I did not go. Because, as you know, football is a very rough sport. It is. So when it comes down to, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, in high school you're like, no matter what happens, football is it. Right. Right. Like I can deal with the pain, whatever it is. You don't know any better. Uh huh. <laughs> then the pain starts to pick up a little bit. Yep. Then the mornings start to become, you start to hear the bones crack a little bit more, and then you start to come to a crossroads where it's like, is this really gonna be it for me? Am I gonna just keep doing this and yeah. It's probably not going to lead, like, you know, the CFL, they pay well, but it's not life-changing money. Right. So you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons. And I think for me, when I, I got into this job, 
Um, it was almost a perfect segue because I know Heidi and I have talked about it where after you leave a sport, there's a little bit of like an identity crisis. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And it happens a lot. And I thought for me, I'm like, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to deal with it. That was kind of like the big thing that was scaring me. I was like, I don't know how I would deal with it because I would wake up and the breakfast I would eat was based around football. Yep. The dinners I would eat was based around football. What I did in the middle of the day was based around football. So like I talk about it all the time with my friends. It's like we used to do everything based around football you know so so did you go through that identity crisis like when you did leave that whole aspect of football kind of behind you no I think with his job actually it so I work in sales and it turns out I'm very very competitive so I kind of just carried over (laughs) very easily so I'm like this is something I enjoy doing and it kind of just got my interest I don't know how else to say it where I was like hey like I'm actually interested in working which I didn't think I would be. So no identity crisis at all. That's an interesting, because you found something to scratch the same itch really quickly. Absolutely. Or were you in the, when you, so you were in high school, did football. Did you have like high school jobs around sales or customer service or anything? Or did you just mm. pick it up at the end? Like High school, I worked as a bar back. Um, just a little small part-time job. Okay. And then college, I, that's when I worked with Heidi. In yeah. The and actually that's why I worked with Heidi is I wanted I wanted a Y membership that I didn't have to pay for, and I wanted to be able to work out before I would um, start working. We had, like, a really solid group. I would say, not to brag, but I think our group was probably the most solid group out there um, at the time, and the kids absolutely loved what was being produced you know they they wanted to come back we had a lot of repeat kids that would that came back a ton and like i don't know if that was true for all of the other places around us but like our our branch specifically um we had a really solid group and i think you could see you were able to kind of like take that athletic concept and like apply it across because you were doing art like yeah you were doing all the athletic stuff during the day. There's a really funny story. <laughs> it's crazy because I know the story before she's even going to say it. <laughs> so, Kevin and one of our other counselors, they were, like, our counselors were so good with the kids. Like, I, I couldn't have asked for better people to help our kids and, like, play with our kids and teach them and everything else. And... We, as our listeners know, Katie had previously been on our podcast, so Katie and I walk out of the Y, and <laughs> Kevin and one of the other counselors, they were literally just, like, taking a break, and you could, like, see the sweat just, like, pouring down their faces, and I looked at them, and I have my hands up in the air, and I'm like, what is going on, and they thought <laughs> I was going to be, like, all mad at them, because they were taking a break, and I, they're like, what? I turned around and I point to this guy. He is actively golfing in the middle of the field where all the kids are. And I was like, hello. Yeah, from my perspective, (laughs) from my perspective, Heidi was pretty, I was pretty close to fighting Heidi. (laughs) Because what happened, I mean, very hot day. It was was so hot. And it just happened to be like football week or something. So we have to get a little bit of football in. And me and the other counselor went at it for maybe like 30, 40 minutes. Um, sleeves rolled up, shirts were 
yeah. fanning ourselves. We had just sat down on these two tires because we're like, <laughs> that's enough. Like, we got to take a break. And as soon as we sat down, I heard Heidi yell. And I, I'm telling you, I turned around and I told him, I said, she cannot be serious. <laughs> and when she, po- when she pointed out the golfer, we were both like, ah, well, that we can live with. <laughs> she doesn't have any fault there. <clears throat> yeah, needless to say, we took care of the golfer and everything was good. So I'm guessing what that means also is there was an expectation in terms of people in Heidi's position uh, that everyone thought you might have thought she meant, hey, why are you sitting down? Oh, absolutely. So that's is, so that's just that that's okay. It's interesting to hear that that's pretty generalized and common, not just in um, uh, community wellness spaces and such. Oh uh, no, I mean I have high expectations for all of my staff. Like whenever I have like had staff, I had high expectations, but I also knew the people that I was hiring could reach those ex- expectations, so, and yeah. they always exceeded them. So just needing a break. You know, oh, absolutely. Take a break. I was like, you actually thought I was going to yell at you guys? I was like, no, I was worried about everybody's safety with the golfer. Like, just hitting balls at people. Hey, man, look alive. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. So, yeah, Heidi has referenced enough things from this place of employment. Different, very interesting stories. And so did Katie. Like, so once you got in there, obviously, well, obviously you're in a different lane now. Did... Your experiences there change or shift what you were aiming at doing? Like, because no. the transition from sports to this feels like a natural step. But no, uh, I always thought. I mean, I always knew it was a part-time thing. I enjoyed being with kids. I enjoyed. The only, the only thing I would say is I kind of opened my mind to, like, I actually had fun working, um, and I kind of crossed my mind. Teaching was something I would probably enjoy. Um, and the last counselor I worked with when Heidi wasn't there, would always tell me, she's like, you're like really, really good with kids. Because she would get angry all the time. I'm like, there's no reason to get angry. Like, I used, this was me 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> you know, so um, I kind of thought about, like, maybe I want to do a job that I enjoy. And I'm like, I cannot do a desk job. As we kind of mentioned earlier, I do have ADHD. Like, I can't. <laughs> I'll lose it at a desk job. Um, so I was thinking, like, teaching is something I can maybe do. And that's the only time it really crossed my mind where I'm like, this job kind of impacted where what I would think about, but in my head, I always knew it was just a part-time job where I'm just like, just works out for me. I can work out early in the morning. I can work out with the kids. Like, you know, if you've got 30 kids chasing you, whether you like it or not, (laughs) you know, it's a workout. And I would have to say, like, Kevin was really, really good with all of the kids. Like, we didn't have any issues or anything. And um, you could see, like, the passion of just being present in that moment there was no question like he wouldn't do what the expectation was. I think Addie was always trying to fire him. So my mm-hmm. youngest, she was part of this group. She that had she had voting voting rights. That's very cool. She thought she had voting rights, <laughs> and she would always be like, "Kevin, you're fired." And I was like, "Let me tell you, the apple does not fall <laughs> far from the tree." Uh, yeah, that one's as close to a clone as I've seen a person have. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous and fun though but like um a lot of power she had by the way <laughs> a lot of power well i heard tell that you uh might have actually had your first experience before even being hired involved said apple like, yeah how g- give me a rundown for the for the listeners they don't uh know I, I, before we started recording it got discussed well you know she hired kevin and 
and she just in passing was like, I want Addy to work there. I'm like, well, in what context does that work? Like, so how did your, in, how was the hiring experience? Addy threw me off. Because here, I think Addy might have asked me a question, maybe. I think she might have, <laughs> if I remember never, correctly. Who knows I was, with that girl? I was actually frustrated by it, because if you get a question from a kid, you're going to answer it the way the kid wants it to be answered. But now I've got two adults in the room as well. So now the two adults might be like, that's, if I address, if I address Addy, who, by the way, was like five or six years old, with a resume question to get hired, they're going to be like, that's just weird. Like, he obviously can't communicate with kids. Then if I talk to Addy like a child, they're like, he's almost the same age as Addy. He's a child himself. How's he going to wash the kids? But that's an interesting, I hadn't even thought about it. If you were working with kids, that's probably, that was a nice little happy accident of a, okay, well, you want to deal with kids, well, deal with this much, very much of the kid. Yeah, and he, he did a great job. What he didn't know is that Katie and I had already signaled to each other that we were going <laughs> to hire him before she even asked the question, so it was fine. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, you find yourself in a spot where you're working sales, co- co-director is the term, is the title you gave? You said? Co-executive. Co-executive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of directors come on here, so that's still in my mind. So how long have you been in that role now? Um, Roundabout. I've been doing sales for about, I've been with the company for about two years. Awesome. I've been in this role for maybe about six months. Enjoying yourself, obviously, you say it. Love it, uh, yeah. No, it's very cool, because I, I think we've talked to people across different gamuts, but everyone kind of centers around either Heidi specifically or the orbits she's been in, mm-hmm. and that's one we haven't actually talked a lot about. One previous guest, I think Tom was, he mentioned he had some sales experience. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you are competitive and want to sell, but also have interest in possibly teaching, those aren't things that typically cross channels. Did you have any interest in teaching when you were in college? Like, is that something you always knew about yourself? I can see myself doing that. Because with teaching, you kind of have, it's, there's no, you know, there's, there's a little bit more freedom. There's a little bit more how you want to run your classroom, how you want to teach a lesson, how you communicate with people. So there's not, it doesn't get boring. Um, so that's a big thing for you then? Yeah. I, like sitting down, I cannot do. I cannot do. Oh, and I talk. Crayons. I, see? Yeah. <laughs> now, the crayons, I did start counting in bundles. Well, I mean, it got boring so, fast. Yep. And the value of the work, man. Why are we counting one crayon at a time? Well, I think in the beginning, they actually fooled me. I think they might have known a little bit about the OCD. And I, I think they, they fooled me. And in the beginning, I'm like, I'm like, this is a valuable, valuable job. Like, I need to, the YMCA is on my shoulders right now. Maybe about. You know, 300 crayons in. <laughs> After counting about 300 crayons, I was like, this. I'm, okay, so listeners, this I mean. This is not it. <laughs> I don't even know if it came from me, but it came from your boss who reported to me that he <laughs> needed to do inventory for our camp. And he, she had him counting crayons, like literally individual crayons, which I don't think that was the full assignment. And he. There's just some miscommunication, so. That sounds like a euphemism for suffering. Like, I go count the crayons. What? I can tell you where the miscommunication happened, actually. I got sent to the basement and told, do inventory, which I've never, you know, I've never done inventory before. Okay. Um, Heidi and Katie left. <laughs> Boom. So now for me to go upstairs and ask, hey, by inventory, what do you mean? Um, we were always, you were always able to reach us. You just didn't. Yeah, this was the beginning of our second year together. So my first year, I think I was a little bit more conservative with them because it was the first year. 
the second year is the beginning of the second year. I'm like, oh, they brought me back. They're helping me out with hours, so let me not be a headache. Um, but I'm telling you, they were lucky they had left the building. Lucky. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to apologize because it's so funny. <laughs> it gave you this joy. So, really. It's just like, wow. So, okay, can you talk a little bit about how, what it was like to go to school in Canada, like how did you end up mm-hmm. there versus going to a school in the U.S.? From Lakewood. Yeah, my well, my family actually moved to Canada, so that's kind of how it happened. My family moved to Toronto, and then when I was looking between schools, of course, in high school, the decision was just football, um, so I was looking at a couple of schools. I was looking at Albany, Fordham, and all of them were like East Coast schools, so like further away from Ohio, mm-hmm. further away from Toronto, um, so no family nearby and my family was adamant and a little background about my family is they came from Albania so they immigrated here and if you know anything about like a foreign family it's very family oriented it's very you know they're not used to people kind of um, separating as much so to my family it was a shock like you even considering going somewhere else like far far away Um, and for me it was this is where I want to go for football like what are we talking about right but then eventually I kind of just started to decide, okay, if I could play football in Canada, I could make it work, and then I could have my family watch, and I kind of get, like, the best of both worlds. So I decided to go to York University, which is probably, like, 20 minutes away from Toronto. And then that's kind of where I started. So that's how I ended up in um, Canada. And it was funny, actually, because when I went to, when I went to York, which, by the way, I thought I was way better than the school. I thought, because <laughs> I, I was talking, I, I was pretty good in high school. I was talking to some pretty good schools that I was, like, very happy about. So when I had went to York and I had let them know, hey, like, I'm going to be moving to Canada. Um, I'm interested in playing. They didn't really give me a lot of attention. I felt incredibly disrespected. <laughs> I thought I was going to be, like, worshipped in there. So um, that was kind of a wake-up call. Not a good one. And then... <laughs> That's when my journey in Canada began. But the difference between, so I think the big thing I would say is, I wanted to address this right away if we talked about Canada. Everybody has the idea that Canadians are the nicest people in the world. They think Canada is just this amazing place that's That's super nice. No, they're mean. (laughs) They're mean? They're very mean. Mean people are mean whatever country they're in. Canada is not an exception. Okay. That is going to be a quote. Um, that's a full quote. I appreciate you, and so do the social media listeners. That's great. So, so when you say they're mean, should when you like, are you are you saying they're generally mean? Are you saying when they're mean, they're just as mean? I was I would say if you went to Canada, you'd almost be like, wow, people in Cleveland, they're not that bad. I, I probably said that to one. myself a couple times. <laughs> Anything that makes my native people feel and look better uh that's so interesting now let me also i do also have to explain this because if any canadians listen to this (laughs) um, no no insults are intended again plenty of nice people there but i think what actually happens is people when people talk about canadians in general i think they'll typically allude to true canadians so Mm -hmm. people in like saskatchewan alberta calgary northern ontario toronto is like new york city Right, so does anyone say New York is a nice place? Like, no. so yeah, that that no. makes Trey Young, Trey Young, what entitled? 
So I think what happens is um, Toronto isn't, maybe you're not getting the true Canadian. And you're Canadian. I am now. I'm a Canadian citizen. (laughs) You're allowed to say all of this, listeners, so it's, it's, sorry. Yeah. Yep. And, and I'm mean. I'm a little mean. So <laughs> I know personally. They they welcomed me with open arms. Actually, <laughs> that is that is a funny. Um, I don't know. I I don't think I, I know. Maybe two or three. Cana- well, four Canadians now. Yeah. I'm um, not a Canadian. You don't see me, you don't see but me. I'm not a Canadian citizen. But my grandmother was born there, and so was my mother. Hmm. So. I'm not going to say that people have said anything negative about you, Heidi, because that is oh. not true. I, I Whatever think, they're saying. I think those are lies over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, she might be a little more Canadian than we yeah, thought. There's some Canadian in there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's funny. So when you were in Canada, what, what, okay, so what does Kevin do in terms of just relaxation and leisure? Like, what do you, what do you do? Because we discussed off cam, you don't game as much. You play a little bit. But what, yeah. what is, what is it you do? I'm a beach boy. There it is. I, I I will do anything for a vacation on the beach. So, Toronto not a great. Vac- I was going to say I'm not place. sure that there's a yeah. Cleveland not a great. We've beach got place. beaches. We but do I don't have know them. if it's, I don't know if we're a beach place. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not the beach place I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Mexico, I yeah. I'm I'm surprised they don't know me by first name basis there. <laughs> I I go all the time. That's awesome. But I that's just kind of like my. So with work, I we kind of work in like segments. Like we'll have like one month where we work a ton, like 12, 13 hours a day. And other months are a little easier. So anytime we come off of like a big month, everybody knows the following week, don't text me, don't call me. Whatever happens, don't reach out to me because I'll be somewhere on vacation. I have to like. So that's kind of where you find that balance in life. Like the work. Yeah. And- the pleasure balance like figuring that out and <clears throat> it sounds like you've kind of figured that out like when you were playing football did, did did you have that or was it like from what I know football is just like non-stop it pe- yeah so my so my husband at the time like every time he would he was like working for 24 7 and would write or whatever he'd be like it's gonna be a slow period and I was like when's the slow period because it never <laughs> slowed yeah like it was just constant that's very true yeah with football it's tough because football you take one week off from football it throws everything off you you miss so much if you just miss one week so with football is very different with football is tough with football you'd almost have to plan it like right after the season that's kind of like your window of opportunity um, but with football the other problem was I wasn't really working so then I'm really trying to plan it with my family it becomes a, t- a, lot, a lot tougher as opposed to like now now it's kind of you know, I have a lot more freedom. I, with the job, I work from home, so it's a lot of, you kind of, can do a lot more without having as many things tying you mm-hmm. down. Um, traveling would be the other though. I love to travel just in general. Okay. So even if it's not a beach, I absolutely love traveling. Like I think traveling is probably, if I had to spend money, would say, the best way I feel about spending money is traveling. I'll right. never regret it. And experientially, it sounds like. You like being in places. <clears throat> you said you had ADHD, but also I'm hearing just a general interest in different stuff. Like you yep. want new input all of the time. That's yep. interesting. You're diagnosing me right now. No, that, that's, <laughs> this one does the therapizing. I just sit and listen. Uh, 
it, but yeah, like, cause I'm, I'm sort of the same, but in reverse, I don't uh-huh. move around all that much, but I love interacting with people that do. So uh-huh. it's, it, that's interesting. Um, so you, so we, <clears throat> we know that Mexico is, is tops on the list. Is yeah. there any place I don't intend to be cross, but like, is there any place that you visited that you're fairly certain or places like a place you may have visited that you just are like, yeah, uh, that's enough. I'm good. I don't need to see that anymore or anything like that anymore. Myrtle Beach. Fair. Myrtle Beach. Not not that I don't like it. I think Myrtle Beach is nice, but I, I don't think I would ever... You got your fill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Myrtle Beach is more of like our, our family vacation place. Mm-hmm. We used to go... So that probably is why. We used to go all the time. You got enough of it. Yep. Yeah. And I've been to Myrtle Beach a lot of times. It's not... You know, it's... It, it's a job done. It's a beach. It's nice. It's an ocean. <laughs> it's a job, job done. done. But now it's like... You've seen you, it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just not as, you know, appealing. Like, I, I prefer to see, I all, people always make fun of me this, but I, I tell people if I go somewhere on vacation, I need to see turquoise water. Okay. Like, that's my, like, if I see that type of water, I'm like, wow, like, this is like, like the cars that you see in, like, Walmart. Right. Like, this that's, looks, not, that's not bad, man. That's it. But, I mean, and also a lot of people from around Rust Belt areas probably have only seen the cars. So that's the kind of experience you should have that's, with your real eyes every now and then. That's yeah. a big part of it. It's, our lake isn't like it doesn't look beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's not nice visually lake, appealing. Like, exactly. Yeah. The river isn't. When you go to Columbus, the river still doesn't look that great. <laughs> yeah. When you go to Cincinnati, it's like, wait a minute, this might just Keep be driving. one river. The Keep map is not lying. No, I, I love my Cincy fans. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. I um, do. I do like Cincy a lot. Actually, I think Cincy's amazing. I'm gonna do my best to because the platform we're on, I, I have opinions. The sports stuff. Uh-huh. Where I'm a little bit of a Neanderthal, I, I, they're 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 our rivals, our little brothers. So I have <laughs> feelings, but no, yeah, turquoise water is probably uh, that's a really good signal for you're probably gonna have a good time, even if you're there for yep. work. Yep. Um, and and you travel a lot too. I do. So both of you are in. That's interesting. Is do yeah. you find your reasoning for travel similar? Like, honestly, I think my traveling just like randomly shows up in my life. Oh. It's like, I don't necessarily go out and like, hey, this is where I want to go. It just is like an opportunity comes up and I'm like, this is where I'm going. That's a stress-free way to travel. <laughs> I am having all kinds of anxiety with that idea. Not knowing that I'm going to be in another state two weeks from now. That can't possibly be real. I can't even. That's, like, that's interesting. I'm not free in that way, though. Yeah, just being open. and. Are you an overpacker? No, I actually can pack in like a backpack and be a done. A backpack, That's yeah. Like I can just for how what what a two day trip? Like what are we like? No, like I'm going to Arizona in sometime next weekish. Okay, and I'm just bringing a backpack. How many like I'll days? I'll be gone week? from Wednesday to probably I think it's Sunday. So that's a lot of. For a backpack? I mean, I don't think I could pull a backpack mm-hmm. unless they, if they have laundry services, even then. I'm in a new place. I don't want to wear the same thing three days. I don't have to. Like, How can you, do you have like, is, is it the, is it a, a time vortex? No. Extra stuff? You just learn how to pack really well. And yeah. Good I'll, for you. I wish. I was going to say, because we might I'm, be more in the same. Yeah. I need these shoes go with this outfit, so now I gotta bring these. No, it's like a pair of sandals and a pair of tennis shoes. That's what we're doing. Yeah, make your make your outfits match. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's uh, not my wave either, man. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, 
And I don't travel much, but when I do, I almost always overpack. Almost always. Yep. By yeah. myself, three days, why do I have two pieces of luggage by myself? This makes no sense. But Make sure I have, like, two I want to have the options. I need the options just in case. Because you never no. know. Like, I always think, like, I can always buy something. Like, I can just buy a sweatshirt or a t-shirt if I need it. Like. I guess, yeah. I usually only it's, bring, it, I like. I think it might be tougher for me. Cause yeah. Different body type, like, Pants. Pants are a tough one for me. I yeah. can't just buy pants. It takes me four or five hours <laughs> yeah. to find yeah. pants that fit me and look uh, Unless you want to be both uncomfortable and not so... Like, it... Exactly, it's yeah. A, no. <laughs> that's with someone, like, spilling food on you at the restaurant where you have to do a thing. That's that's why I have two pieces of uh, luggage. I have to... I can't have... I can't catch the yips and drop something and then ruin the one... Like, that can't happen. But then you have, like... I don't know. I don't even know if I'll pack a pair of pants. I'll have like a pair of yoga pants, maybe. See, you have some options I don't have in that way. Too. Yep. Yeah. I and like, that's where we went wrong. Damn. <laughs> you guys. I mean, it is, it is I mean, 2023, so maybe I could start figuring like, that out. But my family and friends won't appreciate. <laughs> maybe you guys could rock some <laughs> yoga pants. Lord. Kevin, do you remember how many times we asked you to come to yoga? I do. And the funny thing is, I think every single time I said, "Oh, I'll be there." And then he'd never, <laughs> show, never up. show up. <laughs> Until the second year, you showed up. And then you were At like... At the very end of the year. Yeah, and you are like, wow, this is actually a workout. You're yeah, very tough. Yeah. But the reason I couldn't make them is because every time I would get... So the yoga, I think, would start at 4.30. Yeah, or, it was like right after so your we shift. So I would get home at like 3.30, 3.45-ish. And back then, I would be so tired after work that I couldn't do anything until I did like a 30, 40-minute nap. Yeah. And before I did that nap, I'm like... Yeah, I'll take a nap. I'll go. After I do the nap, no way. I was not <laughs> getting up. But then the one time they convinced me to do it, and I think it was towards the end of the year, so I was like, oh, I'm going to be leaving soon. And he We had a good year that year. You didn't think that you were going to get a workout. No. I, I thought it was going to be... <laughs> I, to be honest, I just wanted to nap. <laughs> like, yoga, nap, same difference. Let me just... Uh... But at the end, we did nap. <laughs> Katie, Katie put us to sleep. <laughs> That is another ringing endorsement that she will be unsurprised to hear. That's yeah. what I heard about it. I'm a little nervous about yoga. They've no, because I did yoga with the uh, self-guided yoga on YouTube. When you're very flexible and not athletic at all, is a good uh-huh. way to slip two, four, five discs. <laughs> Just bad situations all around. So yeah, I'll. Uh, Katie, hopefully you hear that. Yeah, we'll we'll have to talk then. <laughs> good workout and naps afterward. I'm all about. You feel uh, fun- great after. Uh, the only thing was it was incredibly hot in that room, and I think it was me, you, Katie, and then we had the other counselor. I don't mm-hmm. know if we can say names or not. So um, I think the problem that I had was I kept laughing. <laughs> and I think at some point Heidi might have even started laughing a little bit, and Katie was not laughing. Katie was all 100% <laughs> yoga. Imagine that. <laughs> That, that, that tracks. I think there are some poses in there where it just, the poses weren't posing. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it was so interesting because you did. You kept pushing it off, and I was like, he doesn't think he's going to get a workout. And I was like, he thinks because he's done all this football stuff and all this, all these things that he he's not going to get it. And then I was like, just wait. One of these times he's going to show up. And he showed up. And then I was like, so what do you think? And you're like, wow, yeah, that's a workout. Wait, no yoga in training. With regard, we, to, is it we like, used to like, do it. Like actually, a part of the. 
Reg- regular. We used to do it actually in a couple off seasons, but it was it was a little bit. It's not um, Katie's yoga. It was a little bit slower because like our bodies were so beat up, but they were kind of yeah. like a little easier. But yoga, I think for me, it's yoga is like a slow pain, and I hate slow pain. Like when I work out, it needs to be like. Let's do 10 of these. Let's do them fast. Boom, 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 boom. And then afterwards, they're like, wow, that's exhausting. Yeah. Yoga is like, hold this position for 30 seconds. Yep. And you're like, okay, fine. It's, finally, it's 30 seconds. I can relax. And it's like, okay, now do it with one leg. <laughs> and I'm like, what are we talking about, Katie? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Uh, I, you just put to words one of my concerns physically, yeah. I yep. like the quick pain, too. Psychologically speaking, I it easy is I can process it. Yeah, <laughs> now we're sitting here. Time doesn't make sense. Why are we still going? I look over there. You're sweating. Teacher's fine. Teacher's fine. Okay, something's wrong with you. I have to, like yeah. So that's that's funny. Uh, the clock starts ticking a yeah, little slower. Hate. I swear to goodness, this is crazy. Um, that's no, that's a fun experience <laughs> overall. But I'm I'm a little surprised that it wasn't because I don't I don't know anybody that made it beyond division one football but i remember i don't even remember what school he would have gone to might have been ohio mm-hmm. they did a little bit of yoga i don't know that it was good yoga but they did a little so i was just curious if uh, he had made it that far um into their regiments but yeah um you know that's such a to bounce from turquoise waters and, and luggage to yoga i'm curious as i was hearing you talk your interest in kids <laughs> seems it's not, I'm not going to say that it seems separate because, you know, sports are a kid's game type situation anyway. Since you're in this job you're in, do you think there's any space for you to find recreational um, teaching things? Like, what about teaching did you like doing? Um, I, I like kids. I think I, I just because I'm, I was younger when I was working with the kids at the, at the so like place. like football camp type kids? Yeah, like football camps I used to enjoy. Um but not, I want to say as much football camps because football camps, now you're starting to talk about football. And like when like it comes technique. to football, yeah. And kids, um, if I'm going to coach football, I want to coach football. I don't want to flip-flop oh. between kids and football. So those are not the same thing. I don't enjoy it as much. Now, kids in general, like talking to kids, teaching kids, uh, they're just funny people. Like kids are like hilarious and you just see so many like different personalities and it's funny because I can almost kind of like relate a little bit to kids. There are certain kids where I'm like, I used to have that same reaction when I lost. And I'm like, I think about it now. I'm like, if I lose, like you can think bigger picture now. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I know right now that kid, <laughs> in his mind, it's F you, Kevin, and F you, everybody here that beat me. Like, And that's the way I used to think, too. So I can like think back. I'm like, that was me 10 years ago. So I know exactly how he feels. Like, I would be throwing the Tampa tantrum to him. <laughs> Did you have a temper when you were younger? Ooh, I was a fiery one. <laughs> I do you know how many times I moved out of my house when I was younger? <laughs> now are we so talking many times. with the book bag, slam the door behind you. With with a backpack, yeah. Straight into the garage. <laughs> and then I, I actually got I've never felt so disrespected as the one time that my mom asked me if I wanted to come inside and eat. And I I was starving. I <laughs> Because I think that's probably the longest I dragged it out, actually. Maybe like six, seven hours in the garage. Well, at this see, point. you were able to pack it a backpack. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah well, and the well, it was me, an I emergency. ended up right back home. Yep. Um, so, wait, am I understanding right? You were hungry. You were offered food. 
and that was disrespect, and I'm not going to stand I, for it, I, and you left. I was startled. <laughs> well, no, I had left because of a fight we had had. I can't remember what the fight was. Of course. But backpack, I told my brother, this one is for real. I said, <laughs> I said you guys aren't seeing me again. Straight into the garage. I was hoping they wouldn't come into the garage because I don't feel disrespected again because technically it's not my garage. <laughs> so I just needed some space. And when my mom said, hey, if you're hungry, we've got food inside, I the audacity on this woman. And the worst part was I was so hungry, I went inside to eat. And when she saw me eating, I just, I, I blew up. <laughs> Did you go back in the garage or like, how do you like, so you move out, obviously you, you move back in. Do we just move forward? Everyone, we move forward. Cause this is, this is who Kevin is sometimes. Listen, that lady knows what she's doing. She, she, she cooked up a nice meal. She probably knew this is the one. Yeah. And that's when I said enough is enough. I'm coming right back. That's funny. Robert, did you ever move out of your house? Um... <laughs> Not that I can remember. Um, I I moved. I like self-imposed pr imprisonment, like <laughs> like self-imposed solitary confinement. Like I remember doing that multiple times, ordering a pizza, bringing it upstairs. No one knows it. I lock the door. You will not see me. I can go, and that's a it's a weirdness. I, I think I've said that on the podcast. I very much can, am in control of my faculties, so I don't have to use the same laboratory resources you do for much longer. So like a day or two, just stayed in there and played video games, rationing slices of pizza. Rationing. Because um, cold pizza tastes great, uh, especially especially yeah. when it's topped with Sprite. Like I can't even remember what the argument would have been about. It was definitely some. You know what? It was about it like a it was a, a report card situation. I got a grade <laughs> that was better than everybody else's, but not good enough to the request because I could do better but I didn't like how the teacher talked to me so uh, I, I got the B plus leave me alone <laughs> well you know if you would have just stopped being who you are you could have gotten a well I everyone else but I mean <laughs> so you know what never mind it's not good enough I'm gonna go in here anyway oh, so no funny. I've never moved out I, that's interesting <laughs> like just the psychology dynamic you traveler love going places kept threatening <laughs> me I'm literally locking myself in your property, and you will not kick me out. I'll give him a peace sign. You guys have a good one. Move into your garage. Now don't come in that garage. <laughs> if you need something, knock twice. Let me know what it is. I'll slide <laughs> it under the garage door. Don't even look at me. <laughs> That's funny. And how many siblings do you have? Just an older brother. Okay. Just one. Uh, what's your age gap? I'm 24. He's 29. Five years. But I'm about to turn 25 in November, so it's all, it's like four, four years, years. Yeah. five years, yeah, yep. Did he run away too, or is that where like no. is that where you got the idea? <laughs> he actually never did, surprisingly. <laughs> I think so. My my older brother kind of took the brunt of it, I think, and I think most older older siblings do. Like the parents are gonna be a lot harsher on the older sibling, and then they kind of learn with the it's younger sibling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the yeah. guinea pig. <laughs> and I think what ends up happening, I I wouldn't really get in a whole lot of fights with my parents. Um, I think my brother used to do a little bit more, which is funny. Now it's the other way around. Now me and my parents will always like fight, but it's not really fighting. Sure. Yeah. Um, but there was one time I remember actually. One time my brother I think wouldn't wear the pants my parents wanted him to wear to school or something. Turned out to be like a big fight, and of course like the threat that my dad has is he's gonna break our video games because we used to play them back then, and he had one 
before he like <laughs> he was right before he's about to hawk smash it, I'm like, that's my video games too. What did I do? <laughs> and that's yeah, that's kind of how that relationship. He he, my brother did take like the brunt of it though. He probably got a lot stricter parenting than I did. Does he have kids? Is he married or anything? No, just a girlfriend thinking about that type of stuff. But yeah. it's kind of crazy to think about. Right. But I, I would say I, I probably, my parenting, so my situation was a little different because um, when we moved to Canada, my brother and dad moved to Canada first. So it was just me and my mom in high school. Me and my, my mom, of course she's my mom, but she's my friend. Yeah. Like it's, I can say almost anything to my mom. It's like we just laugh and I joke about stuff. So even parent, like I could get away with more stuff. Or if she says, you know, hey, be home by midnight, I'll be like, hey, I'll, I'll be home at 2 a.m. <laughs> and she's like, no, you'll be home at midnight. I'm like, ah, we'll see. And I'll leave. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those where she's she's, she's a lot like me. Like, we're the exact same people. So when we go shopping, it's mm. bad news for the money. <laughs> my dad, my dad, on the other hand, complete opposite. Complete out has no interest in shopping. That's funny. <laughs> we'll it's, see. Uh, you and Addie, me and my mother. That's interesting. So if you, so how, the entirety of how long did you stay with just mom while the family was transitioning? The entirety of high school? Two years in high school. Two years, Two years in high school. That's yeah. enough time to find some bonding and parallels. And yeah, yeah. I think, and I think it actually made a big difference because I think when you're with your dad, I mean, your dad's always kind of like the, he's the father figure, mm-hmm. you know. So you, you can't you can't father figure your your father. This doesn't happen. Um, your mom though, it's different. Like you actually will take care of your mom. Like, you mm-hmm. can take care of your mom. Even when you're in high school or in college, you're old enough to that know experience. that you want yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah, and I think, I mean, you let me know if you think differently, Heidi, but I think, like, son, mother, father, daughter, it's like a little bit of a dynamic. There's a different, I think that there's definitely, from a psychological standpoint, there's a different bond that is created between, like, a mother and her sons and a mother and her daughter, and then a father and his the daughter and the yep. you know I think that there is a different dynamic and that's just um, and we're talking about you know quote unquote that traditional family like right. that's not necessarily what we're seeing in America or anywhere else because it's not the concept of traditional family isn't necessarily what's happening mm-hmm. and it, and um, I think it's more talked about now than it ever has been and so I think that there's different roles that personality traits and things that come up in those role dynamics and so I know I have a very different relationship with both of my boys and then you know my daughter um and I'm grateful for that and I also am able to observe that their relationship with their their dad so it it is interesting and I think even age plays into that factor you know you you see the development of their like the relationship as they get older and how that changes and you know when they move out what that looks like and more not necessarily like that parent figure but more of that friendship and um i think that's a large factor and and that's this is like people that you know move in this healthy culture of like age progression of relationships and stuff i mean some people have lived in a very traumatic world and they don't have those relationships and they don't have that development, that healthy development. And so you do see some people that are stuck at different points. 
and some of the trauma that plays into those factors in the family dynamic. So um, I am very grateful for the fact of the relationships that I have with my children and being able to see that. Um, and hopefully they, they, they feel the same, but sure. I would say, I would say that's kind of what you're talking about is, yeah. is that dynamic. And like, I think also parenting, single parenting creates a different dynamic too. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you're kind of playing both roles, right? Yeah, I mean, you're essentially kind of playing both roles, but like your your dad was still active part of your life, but right. wasn't physically there, you right, know. Yeah. And I think you guys, you and your mom probably, and maybe I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, but like you guys experienced things together that he wasn't a part of, and so he didn't get that experience. Right. Yep. So, <clears throat> what I'm curious about. Uh, Heidi, you've experienced my relationship with my mom, so I, I don't know that I've said it to you yet. So obviously, this is mm-hmm. a family business. Um, this building is my mom's business with my stepdad. We built. We've been talking about doing this kind of thing for twenty years, but that relationship with her, that friend thing, mm-hmm. wanting to take care of, but recognizing you're the kid, like that, is such a unique thing. Are you finding that you see any? I hope you don't see any parallels between my mom and uh, I and you and either. Like, is that something that you find to be kind of normal that in a healthy situation, a mom and her son tends to develop particular, like, regular traits like this? Because I don't know any dude that is very tight with his mom, I tend to like more. That's personal preference, but it seems like your roundedness is better. You're more aware of things you're respectful of people differently like is that something you well i think it also drives from like you have a masculine side of you and you also have the feminine side of you like every person has that and it's like what side is coming through a little bit more and you might gravitate more towards people that show that feminine side because you're so close to your mom and you're also able to see that in yourself like um the masculine side can it's not necessarily a bad thing either, mm-hmm. but it's that more like I want to say like analytical, like business, more authoritarian, like mm-hmm. that kind of concept. And um, it might just it you know everybody's preference is different, but sure. each each person has a, that same combination in them. And I would say you know sometimes my the masculine side comes out of me and people. All they see is that business, like very driven, like whatever. Versus, if I let you in, you get to see that that softer side of me. And each person has that, so I think that kind of shows up for it's it's shown like at, through this conversation, you guys have that that within you too. Is you do you and your sons share <clears throat> anything similar between the things? Like, I don't know that hopefully neither of your kids have moved out more than once at least. Uh, but, like, but then parallel with the, that same kid saying, oh, that's my best friend type thing. Like, both happening. Yeah, and I, I don't know. And I think, yeah. like, two of my kids are very much, um, like, carbon copies of me. Like, it's, like, <laughs> to those like cross them. Uh, dangerous, yeah. like, carbons. But... My other one is, like, a carbon of my husband. Like, 
I, I couldn't even make up the words that come out of his mouth without being like, okay, like, who are you? What's your name? Um, so I think, you know, you know, you have that genetics that play a factor, but you also have, you know, that nature nurture kind of thing going on and what they pick up from you. And it's like, what in the world is happening? Um, so I think that's, that's an interesting dynamic to kind of look at too. And like how personalities develop and, um, things that influence them and, and such. So. Okay. I mean, that opened up a door. I hadn't really thought about, you know, yeah, I'd never actually imposed any punish cause that's as much punishing, um, your parents for the <laughs> sin of, of crossing you. <laughs> cause you want to teach them. You don't treat me like this. Cause you want me here. Like, uh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I shall All right, well, dinner's on the stuff. So, whatever. We'll see you soon. <laughs> those, Don't those, talk like this. Those five, six hours, they were suffering. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that's funny. A uh, bunch of turmoil I caused. Out in that garage. <laughs> so, as the youngest of two, athletic, <clears throat> sales, competitive driven, in, oh, I, I'm disappointed in myself. What position did you play? Linebacker. Or at least, yeah, Linebacker. I was going to get, I'm like, you're, you're definitely on the defense. Yep. I, I, and people size up, size down. I'm like, you're not an end. No, yeah. it's too short. Yeah. Too short. All right, so you play backer. That's fun. Yep. Um, and so knowing that, then yeah, you would be cerebral about the game. And that makes sense why you, you saying that it's either kids or it's football. I'm like teaching kids football. How are they separate? It's a different mindset, I guess, for the coach or the teacher it's not yeah very very different. you're not really worried about your your feelings no you have to understand this play because if you're uh, if you're gonna talk to kids it's almost you gotta prioritize other kids you're not prioritizing football the football player if you're coaching football you know not that you're gonna disrespect people or not, be no. mean to them but it's football that you're prioritizing it's running the play right now if you tell a kid you didn't run the route right or you, you didn't you didn't hit the right gap and yeah the, Kids on top, yeah, I made a mistake. <laughs> right, fix it. Like, yeah. Well, fun. and I don't know if you've never been like around like football and like football culture. There's mm -hmm. like so much technical things that go into it. It's not just like here's a football, throw it. Right. Like it's how you plant your foot. It's how you start off when you're running. It's running. How do you run your route correctly? You know, there's so many more technical aspects to it, and so. I can completely see the point is like if I am coaching football, I have to make sure that all the technical things are covered and done versus like mm. making sure that yeah. this kid's feelings aren't hurt and he's going to pack his backpack and go to the garage. <laughs> 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 you clean that out too if you don't get your foot flat right. Like, no, that's interesting. Yeah, I think Heidi kind of rounded it up pretty well there, actually, because there's so much that goes into it where in every sport, there's a lot. Of course. But with football, I think there's so much variety. And basketball, okay, positions differ a little bit. A little. But, but you're all playing the same. You're doing the same, same thing. thing. yeah. Football, it's, hey, that person that's playing linebacker is in a completely different world than the person that's playing receiver, than the person that's playing quarterback. And, Almost like a different sport. Yeah. And if like you look crazy. at, like, a combine, I mean – you you're looking at different skill sets so when they're you know grading out they all are going to do them but like you're grading at different different scales scales yeah. weighted differently yeah. yeah yeah and so that's the technical stuff and like 
literally how you step will be evaluated. Are your ankles, can your ankles bend? The way, okay. That they're supposed to. Do your hips bend? Um, you know, that kind of thing. That's the, like, technical thing that higher-up coaches look for that you know, your see, youth football is like, run that route! Like, screaming, like, think they're... focusing, okay. So. Thinking that they're going to win the Super Bowl when it's just, like, five-year-olds running around yeah. <laughs> corralling cats. <laughs> And as I'm a layperson that loves football, but I'm a I understand that I'm a layperson that loves football, and a lot of our fans don't. Mm-hmm. That that specificity and detail is lost. Oh well, he I know that he should have done X. That's one thing. They have to run it four thousand times to possibly get a shot to do it in game, and they got to know all of those. So I guess yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm not saying you've dissuaded me from ever wanting to coach football, but it's. I like the idea of the playwriting and the stuff, but the the human component not being primary makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah. And that's not what you're paid for. You're and, paid it, for. and it kind of shows in coaching. Is it definitely you'll see it in the high school a little bit. In college, you'll see it where they don't really care about you a whole lot. And and I think that's <clears throat> that's tough. I think that's a, a concept that people don't understand is that. When, when you get to that higher level of college, NFL type of stuff, um, it's, a, it's a job. And it doesn't matter if your feelings are getting hurt. And so, I, you know, as parents, and they go looking to, like, with their kid to, to pick a college, um, finding a culture super matters, but you can't necessarily get a attached to the coaches because it's hey that coach could leave literally the next season and you're not the getting next coached day. Yeah. yeah you're like not going to get coached by them so it's <clears throat> do you like this area like what's the longevity of this coach actually staying here like the head coach head coach dictates a lot but then you also have you know his boss that's dictating whether he's going to stay what's the win loss for the team, does it look like he's gonna get shipped out? And somebody else is coming in, and you know, so there's a lot that goes in it behind the scenes that people don't even like account for, and you know, we're not even talking about the pro level at that point either. And and again, like Kevin had to face like, do I take this contract or do I just say, hey, it was fun because one tweaked ankle, you're done. That's a lot you got to think about. Is that is I can't even I I, I empathize because I can't understand that pressure. Does this change how you feel about that sport generally? Like now that you're not in it and you're living a yeah. regular life, do you even enjoy? Oh, I love watching it. Watching it. Love and, watching it. But who's, I, your, who's your team then? The Browns. The Browns. Good answer, yeah. Good answer, good answer. Um, you, you and I both stop on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think kids. Like if I have kids, I think I would. I mean, if they love football and if they're, like, physically just, like, on another level than other kids, yeah, I think they should play football. But I have – people are like, oh, Kevin's going to make his kids play football, and I have no interest in them playing football. Even sports, I don't care if they play. I would like them to. It would be fun to watch and see that. Sure. You know, but if I have a son and he's into the piano, let him be the best piano player in the world. If I have a daughter and she's into flowers and doesn't want to play volleyball, let her be – as into flowers as possible. 
Just be into something. Be into something. That's that's the one thing I do want. But I have no. I don't want my kids to play football. I don't. My parents all the time are like, when we watch our games, my dad maybe feels differently. Maybe he actually likes watching it. Sure. My mom is like, I'm just there to know. My you're kid. not getting hurt. Are you? <laughs> no carts are coming out. While yeah, you're on that's the field. that's why she's there. It's so like after every game for her, it's like awesome, like you made it. And for me, it's like we just, we lost. <laughs> what did we make? <laughs> what? <laughs> like what are we talking about? Oh no, that's uh, that's funny. So can you describe <clears throat> what your college was like? Is it was it big, small, like <clears throat> huge? Um, York had like 60, 65 or 70,000. Wow. It, yeah. It's a large, co- like, Massive. I don't know why in my brain I was like, it's just like some rural little. Oh no, it's <laughs> very, very big. Um, Toronto, well, Toronto in general, I think Toronto is night and day difference between Cleveland. Yeah. So there's so many people there. The traffic's unreal and it just carries right over to the school. The school is like, you don't, anywhere you're walking, it's packed. Like, tons of people. The classes are, like, three, four, five hundred people every Jeez. single time. Um, so, the school, I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot because uh, there's a lot of, Toronto's very cultured. Um, it's, and I guess we could kind of jump into that as well, right? Sure. Here in America, it's kind of, and I, the reason I jump into this is because I've done a project on it. So, oh, good. let me show that I did go to school. <laughs> um, in America, people are very assimilated. So, people mm-hmm. come from different cultures, but they all become, like, Americanized. In Canada, it's all about multiculturalism. So, like, there's different cities that if you go to, like, if you go to Brampton, everybody there is from India. If you go to Vaughan, everybody's from Italy. If you go to Markham, the signs are in Chinese. Like, it's night and day difference between cities. And the way people act, the way they, like, they hold on to their culture. customs to stay with them, okay. So, the school, I actually liked it a lot because York is, like, right in the thick of it. So, you see a ton of different people. Not, not that I necessarily wanted to go to college or to see different cultures sure. but it kind of opens your mind when you talk to them you spend a lot of time with football friends and then you're like okay during the day during classes kind of an eye-opener where hey we're not all just football you know it's this person's from Abu Dhabi and this person's from and a lot of them come from Europe actually mm-hmm. for school so it's kind of actually pretty cool to see uh, different cultures and like the way that they you know go about things because you'll hear a lot of different stories. Like, people will talk about marketing in their country. And it was actually pretty fascinating to see how they market differently in different countries. I'm, my mind never went to that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was... I liked, the, I liked the school a lot for that reason. Um, and I like bigger schools. I, I love talking. I love interacting. <laughs> so there's tons of people. The one thing I will say, though, is sometimes you'll see somebody one day, and you may never see them again. That's the downside of it. That's curious. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that is not our experience in, in the lovely city of Cleveland. If I yeah, see you once, I'm gonna see you four hundred thousand more times mm-hmm. in places that I didn't know you even knew existed. Yep, we're tiny. <laughs> we're right on top of each other. Very true. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting concept, though. Because yeah. in my brain, when you're like, "Yeah, I go to college in Canada," I'm thinking like. <laughs> way out in the country what, like no. in the middle of a, like, of a permafrost forest yeah. <laughs> there's nothing but caribou and ice there's, there's this college that so it's it's a large campus and very big yeah that's Ohio yeah. State big like that's yeah that's like that's biggest like of large... what we possibly have big that's interesting 
And they do a good job because the last couple of years, so because Toronto, you, traveling over there is very different, by the way. So if you want to go to Cleveland here, jump in a car, go to Cleveland, park, you're in Cleveland. <laughs> over there, it's it's an hour and 30 minutes to drive downtown. Okay, so we obviously can't drive. Even if we do drive, you can't find parking. So it's such, a, you got to have to plan out going downtown, which downtown, by the way, is, you know, very fun. So luckily, they actually extended a subway they do a lot of subways, a lot of trains, okay. buses. So they actually extended a subway to the school, which made oh. traveling to downtown so much easier, which I think they did an amazing job doing that. That, that like changed my first two years versus my last two years were like night and day difference. That's interesting that you say that because I don't think people understand how mass transit can actually completely change the dynamic of a city. And, yep. like, the access to it. And, you know, here in Cleveland, with them trying to push through that walkway, like that. Oh, the, 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 the green, the grass path yeah. down to the lakefront? Yeah. yeah. And, like, how that's going to change the dynamic of how people are going to have access and be able to get to the lake. I mean, like you said, it's completely different from yeah. your first two to your last two. And if we're talking about a school of 60,000 that means that the, yeah, the metro area is what it's got to be. If you're New York, three, four, five minutes, like it's lots of yeah. people, and we're complaining about our. I, I love our our, our, our lovely two hundred eighty thousand <laughs> folks. We don't have enough anything, and yet a Toronto. But again, a Toronto. I like that you said it's it's New York. That helps me frame in my head what I should be expecting. Yeah, because I'm I don't travel much. But one of the thoughts was we get our passport. Just in case things go sideways, but also so we could visit place like that. That because I'm not interested in the uh, forest thing, but a New York that isn't New York sounds fun to me. How far is it then of a drive from like here to where you went to school? Yeah. So I went to Toronto. It's like the yeah. exact same thing. Uh, that's a good question. So sometimes it'll be five hours, sometimes it'll be seven hours to get across the border. No. No. To drive in Canada, it is the busiest highway. In the entire world. If you look it up, it's the 401. Mm -hmm. um, you will sit in traffic. It's probably a 30-mile span. It'll take you an hour and a half, two hours. If there's tra if the traffic gets you, it's done. They have a they have a, um, a airport, right? <clears throat> yeah, a huge one. Yep. I've got to do that, man. Because yep. I, no, I cannot spend being on in the... I don't like driving or being on the road. You If, if you don't go during like peak work hours, you'll be okay. It's, it's usually like five and a half hours. Oh, but awesome. it'll... It can get pretty bad sometimes. It's tough, man. Interesting. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I genuinely am bad at being in the car. I don't like driving to Columbus. You would hate it there. I, there's no world. Driving like, there's no world. It. I can't. And they drive so aggressive. Everybody. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, eight, it's eight lanes. So I, I, try, to, I try to explain this to people. We have like four lanes going one way, four the other. Yeah. There it's eight lanes going one way. There's two highways that are next to each other going one way to the other way. And, and you will be start, stop, start, stop for like an hour and a half. And I'm guessing exits are only on one side or the other. So it's like you have to get eight, eight lanes over to well, get the, off. They're divided. So the highways are actually divided. So there's like the collector and the express. The collector has like more exits. The express has less exits. So you have to cross from one to the other. And people drive so aggressive. I think half of them actually aren't even licensed. So, <laughs> I mean, it's so many lanes. The cops aren't going to be able to get to them. Well, there's no cops. There's, I've 
Here you they see cops all the time. They actually don't even call them cops, I don't think. That, yeah, that is a very no, American call, thing. she's talking about Mounties. <laughs> they <have> Mounties. <laughs> not, the, not the Mounties. <laughs> they're, at, they're on the freeway. Yeah, they're actually on, on Meese or Moose's thing. <laughs> <laughs> so no police, generally? I guess that's an there's interesting no, difference. There's no room on the highway because the lane, there's so much lanes. Now, there's certain areas that you there can be where you'll see them occasionally, but like here, if I drive to Columbus, the whole drive, I'm like, it's where, literally where are they? Yeah. Like, I know they're here. <laughs> where? Over there, it's almost like the Autobahn. Like, you can fly. and. You but you're not flying car. because there's so much traffic. No, when the traffic I'm clears up. I'm going to and pay $4,000 for that Uber because <laughs> I am not dealing with that. That's crazy. That sounds That's interesting, so though. What an interesting cultural difference, too. Because I know it's a modern, what's the word, they, they uh, first world experience, but... That road, that's European. That's not American. Like, that's more paralleling cultures I've never been to. Now, if you really want to go European, if you go, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Quebec, mm-hmm. so like province over from Ontario. If you go to Montreal, I tell everybody this is my favorite city in the world. Oh, yeah. If you go to Montreal, it is Europe and Canada. Okay. It's, I would, I would be, I would love to experience that. Everything is French, and they do it on purpose. They actually don't want to make things English because like it'll erode our culture. Like they and they they actually even the marketing is different there. Like certain companies will sell in Canada, but they won't sell in Quebec because they just don't do well. Like it's almost a different country in Canada. The signs are French. Like there's not English. People will talk to you in French first, and they do it on purpose. They know I speak English, but they we want to establish. They want to know like, hey, you're in French. Like this is. Quebec, not Ontario. And I love that. I think it's such a good thing that they do that. One of my friends, I hadn't actually heard, they, they referred to Quebec differently. And I didn't, I just thought it was like, you know, Cleveland Lakewood. Uh-huh. But it didn't feel like Cleveland Lakewood. They were, so that, that makes sense. So I don't know that I'm going to learn French. Yeah, because so like, tricky. <laughs> I grew up in the summers, I would mostly go to Ontario area. Uh-huh. And so like, I never actually ventured past Ontario because we would just go to my, my grandparents' cabin. So uh-huh. that's interesting because I never heard about that. Really? No. Where where in Ontario? Uh, so we would go through uh, International Falls, Fort Francis. Like, so it's like the Minnesota. Oh, yes. You've told me. Okay. I've so never been out there, actually. But that's probably more like true Canadian, like mm-hmm. northern Ontario. And like... Yeah. So like in my head, that's why it was like, that's there's a, this yeah. like rural... <laughs> <laughs> different trees can- and lakes different Canada's <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I don't know that's either funny. Of those, but I do enjoy the cold I enjoy oh you would absolutely love um, poutine is a big thing in Canada yeah it's it's a Canadian thing I love I mean, cheese and gravy on potatoes is a Cleveland thing if it ever was right? <laughs> and, and so I know these are my people in that way but no that's an interesting well uh, I also love the like there's different things like we will actually cross the border to get chocolate the Canadian chocolate is different than American chocolate. You no, it 100% is. <laughs> There's, like, certain ingredients that they use that they don't oh, use. Oh, we're in America, so we, we got all kinds of stuff going on in our right? world. <laughs> so we would cross, and we would get um, chocolate from there, and then they also had ketchup chips that we would purchase. Ketchup chips. That's a thing, yeah. Yes, and they are so good. <laughs> Explain. Yeah, so, amazing. are we talking are like, they right? like Lay's? Yes, but they're ketchup flavored. Yes. Yep. I'm confused. I mean, I guess I can understand that. I like I like tomato flavored things, but they're so good. 
Are you a fan of ketchup too? I never thought I would be, but they're really good. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they not... have, I gotta find a, somebody local has to sell them and like import somehow. <laughs> you have to smuggle them in actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can do. I'll be in Canada Sunday. I'll be going for a week, so. Very cool. I could definitely smuggle some ketchup. I'll make sure Heidi yeah. pings you just to make, have then, an extra bag. I think they also, I don't, I haven't been to Canada in a while, but they also had these like, it's like caramel. They're like this big, and they were in like a red box. Oh yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think it's a yellow. I think yellow. It's with like a yellow red. and red. Uh, yeah. Um, Those were tr- so good too. Like, I know. I can't think of their name, but I think it starts with a P. Yeah. So. Not Toblerone. No. 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 No, but there's like specific things in I mean, you can only get. See, in but Canada. you're the snack goddess among <laughs> yeah. my I don't snack at all. I don't I don't snack. What about dessert? He lives so, on caffeine. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a hard story, man. I just <laughs> I eat I eat because if I don't I'll expire. Like I don't really enjoy I like communal eating. I, if I could get away with not eating I would. Like I would totally forego eating at all. It's funny you say that cuz actually the last couple of probably 3 weeks I've been not eating, and I feel great. I don't eat breakfast. See? I don't eat breakfast till like four. So you're like fasting almost. So it's unintentionally. Like an unintentional fast. I'd... But there is like science behind fasting. Mm-hmm. But you no, also no. have to have food. I don't, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> no, but uh, I guess dessert. I don't know. I, I don't like super sweet stuff. So like um, creme brulee is probably my favorite dessert overall. Period. Is it? Yeah. Like that's it. Like. Tapioca pudding, creme brulee. Um, he like all the <laughs> the face. I, I'm sorry. Like, He's like my... an old person. <laughs> yeah. My From favorite like... candy is, is Whoppers, and you know, not just mom. Whoppers. <laughs> he likes stale Whoppers. Uh, that's uh, that's it's, an acquired taste. It's, it it is, and I think I picked it up when I was young and going to like bad movie theaters. Uh huh. So, like, if it had a little bit of a bite, a little chewiness to it. There's a little dust that explodes when you bite it. <laughs> like, there's, it's, no, but. I'm um, right at home. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know, food's not a thing that way. But I do, but communal, again. <clears throat> so, you meet a lot of cool people at places that have different cultural food things. Mm-hmm. Like, that experience cool. I don't need takeout. So, we'll have fun here and I'll go home. I don't, I don't do takeout either, actually. Like, fast food, I don't do. The one thing I do do is dessert. Yeah. Uh, if if it wasn't for ice cream, I would look like the Rock. <laughs> I would. Oh man. Oh man. So, so why not sherbet? Sherbet could split. The no, sherbet is not sherbet? ice cream. What's the difference? Cream. It is absolutely not ice cream. No, it's not ice cream. Absolutely. Y'all, no. That's like the look they shot me. Two two percent milk and almond milk. <laughs> yeah. You can't eat cereal with almond milk. I can't. Two percent milk, I hate it. Whenever. But if I eat cereal, it needs to be two percent. What's the cereal? Uh, First one that comes to honey, mind. Honey, honey oats. The so honey. See, the one you, with the see, flake. you're an athlete, so you oh with the uh, the the flakes of honey stuff on. Yes, the, like the, the almond chips in there. Yeah. The honey one. Yes. Not the, the crunch. Not the circular one. Maybe oh, not the honey, oats. Honey bunches of oats. Yes, honey bunches of oats. That's what it is. See. <laughs> yeah, see, it's not just crackling oat brand, but honey bunches is a close second, third somewhere in I there like for me. both of them. What's yours? I love all food. Like, I literally don't have a favorite because I love food. It's just food. that they're all for old people is what she keeps telling me. I keep eating the old people stuff. Yeah. With almond milk. Uh, unsweetened, usually. Uh, 
You eat your cereal with almond milk. We don't buy milk. Because if I buy milk, I'm buying whole milk. And there's almost no world where I can drink whole milk anymore. Why are it's you so buying whole milk? It's better. I don't know. I, I prefer whole milk when I cook. Like, so I can't cook 2% uh, as much. I'll just go out to the backyard and get some milk from the cow. 2% <laughs> is mean, too watery. And that's, I think it's more textural than it is flavor. Like, almond milk is very similar to whole milk. It's Maybe that's thick. why you don't like snacking. Why is, is that? like texture things. All of the texture. Could be. I mean, I, I will eat pudding, though. That's... <laughs> It's not that funny. <laughs> I, will eat, I will eat pudding. Pudding, pudding is actually kind of enjoyable to eat, regardless of the flavor. I mean, it's fast. It's almost like Jello. Yes, Jello. I don't think really has flavor when I eat it. Like I could taste it. You, I think you psychologically barely, taste yeah. it. You, the, you see the color and you taste what you think. Yeah. Sure. Reddish cherry. A hundred percent. The orange. Yeah. So and it's quickness too. I just I don't like spending time doing stuff that's less than productive and eating is barely keeping me here. It's not actually producing anything. So I'd rather just It produces have some energy. Of this, so does this. And, it's terrible. Um, no, that's uh that's unfortunate. No, that's just the nature of how I do that. But yeah, so you're a dessert guy in that way. You travel, did sports, game wise, just I have to ask for me, my personal edification, what is your favorite game ever, if you had one like that came ever? To mind? Probably uh, the when the PS3 came out, it, it was like life changing. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two was like MW2. the game. Got it. That oh. was like, wait a minute, this isn't gaming. I'm actually out here fighting these people. It, it was, was a, <laughs> such a big jump from like a PS2 to a PS3, and oh, you're in middle yeah. school, and that's like peak. I was in middle school. That's like peak gaming, you know. So played online with the friends. Yeah. Uh, that that experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of like life changing for me. Very cool. I remember that actually. I got it for my birthday and. Winter break came around. Yep. And I did not leave the room. See? That week You're I was not move I was not moving out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean the parents stayed on their P's and Q's. So yep. They, they, they <laughs> so you on. didn't have to pack the backpack. <laughs> nope. Go out to the They garage. knew what they were doing. They got me a PlayStation. <laughs> they, they earned they earned a week from here. They earned a week. <laughs> So in Toronto, is it like a foodie place? Because people don't think of Cleveland as a foodie place, but it really is. I think Cleveland's great with food. Yeah. I think Cleveland has so much good food. Yeah. Um, Toronto, yeah. Toronto, the only thing with Toronto is so expensive. Mm. Here in Cleveland, you could go to so many places. Like, people go to like Edison's Pizza, or they go, like there's a lot of different places. Sarita, by the way, is if anyone's going to eat anywhere, Sarita's my place. Um, but here it's like, you can go almost anywhere. In Toronto, it's so expensive that you're almost like, do we want to try that? Do we want to? Two hundred dollars for what? Water? Okay, so it's. But it is pretty good with food. It's just more. I think Cleveland is better for food actually, because Cleveland has more variety. Like there's a lot of different types of foods, like small places. Every place in Toronto, it's kind of seems like they want to be like the place, like over the top. But people may have different opinions in Toronto. Well, you're allowed to have your opinion. Yeah, I, you I said love Cleveland better, food. so I love that opinion. Food-wise, I think Cleveland is immaculate. I and I love eating. Um, <laughs> okay. I trust your opinion then. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to eat often, but when I do, I like to eat something good. And I think Cleveland there's so much good variety. Yeah, because I think it's interesting. A lot of people don't look at Cleveland like when they think of Cleveland, they don't think it's like a place, like a foodie place. And I was like. Do you guys think I would be living somewhere this long <laughs> if we didn't have food options? <laughs> I mean, maybe, 
made a ton of awesome chefs. Like, we keep pumping out really quality chefs, so obviously something's in the water. Yeah, and it's not necessarily, like, chain restaurants. Like, that's not no, my jam. Like, exactly. I am not, oh, so like... Not, a, I'm not going to catch yeah. you at Applebee's then? I mean, I don't know when the last time I went to Applebee's. I'm not saying, like, don't <laughs> no go there, but, like... No disrespect intended to anyone. Because, like, but. it has its place. But I really enjoy, like, small business-owned restaurants and yeah. and that kind of thing. You mentioned, um, that you know, it being a multicultural city and that and it's only a slight pivot, um... Your family, um, how would you say your experience being that, uh, how, how many generations had your family been here um, uh, culturally? Like how, how, how is it, have you been here multi-generational? My parents were, uh, my parents were actually the first ones to come here. First generation, so your second generation yep. here. I was probably, in my family I was the first one born in America. Wow. Yeah. Um, Do you ever go back to Alabama? No, but we're actually planning it in August. We're trying to see if we can make it happen. Knock on wood, man. Um, yeah, I really, really want to go because back then, I mean, back when my parents were in Albania, it was there was like war and stuff, yeah. and it was like a communist country. People couldn't leave the country. So now it's like very different. Now it's like a huge vacation place, and like right. it's a ton of people. Like I have a bunch of friends that I didn't even think they knew what Albania was that were like, oh, I was in Albania. And I'm like... I don't know, it was like this big of like yeah. a tourist destination. But it's incredibly affordable, and it's like on the coast, like right across from Italy. So it's, uh, I definitely want to go. And the people I work with also happen to like, a lot of them are Albanian. We're like all like family, friends, like we've known each other. So I'm like, they talk about going to Albania, and like, I'm like, I, I gotta go, because I'm, I'm like the one that hasn't been. <laughs> and I've been, but I was younger, I was six. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what I was looking at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Because that's, like, you mentioned that. I, w I would hope that our educational systems allow us to know a little bit more about countries in those regions. The only reason I have a personal connection is, um, and it's not even personal, I wouldn't describe it that way, my uh, TikTok friend I've had for three years. Mm -hmm. She was Albanian, and I didn't know. Like, she, so she shared a lot of that cultural stuff. I'm like, this is really uh -huh. cool. But Do your parents still have any, like, cultural traditions that they have kept? since moving over there that you can be like yeah this is definitely little things little things like um in albania and i don't know if this is in other cultures too but in albania we do like for new years um you're supposed to eat like sugar if you buy a new house you're supposed to walk in a new house i think and i might mess this up i think with your right foot it's like good luck did you um, when you had your house well i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that, that tradition didn't carry over to me <laughs> i i got in and i started <laughs> I finally got my own place. Um, <laughs> other ones, we do a good one. A funny one is for New Year's. We also do, we make like a big, like a big bread, like a pie bread thing, and we put a quarter in there, but we don't know where. And like you divide it up, and whoever gets it is supposed to have like good luck that year. That's very cool. And you divide it up, but you get, put like an extra piece for like the house, and like if it ends up on the house, it's like good luck for everybody. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's a couple. Um, not it's I wouldn't say it's too like distinctive culture like Albania is kind of a mix of like the Ottoman culture mixed with like Balkan culture um, but there's a lot of things that are just very like Albania is very distinct but the culture itself isn't you know I would say as widespread or strong or mm -hmm. noticeable that's very cool that's interesting yeah this is a wide-ranging conversation <laughs> right um, yeah <laughs> I really appreciate
appreciate you <laughs> bearing with us as we move through yeah. the subjects. Is there yeah. anything, I'm going to flip it. I don't know if you've ever been in a podcast, and if you have, I don't think you have with Heidi. Is there anything <laughs> you ever wanted to ask Heidi uh, from your time working together at this previous place? Uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I sure would. I would ask, I always, because I always want to know, if, like, when, when's probably, like, the most mad you've ever been at me, or maybe disappointed, or, like, just one time, because you're not going to tell me that if I'm working for you. This is true. You know, so I want to know, like, is there ever a time where, like, uh, Kevin, you <laughs> son of a... <laughs> I actually don't think that there was ever a time where I was super mad. I was just with the golfer. Like, I was like, are you guys kidding me? Like, dudes hitting balls <laughs> towards the kids. <laughs> That was, I, I never really got mad with you. But I also wasn't, like, your direct supervisor either. Right. But I don't think, I don't think ever came up that we had any issues with you at all. That's disappointing. I was going to say, man, like, I, I tried my best. Because she, she always catches people with the questions. Like, I'm going to catch her this time. That's why I was looking at my phone. I had to remember to ask <laughs> that. I, yeah. I guarantee you if we had worked one more year together, she would have had a long list of things. No. Because I'm, I'm telling you, the more comfortable, like, after, the, towards the se- night of the second year, I started to get away with some things. What? And the, if the, we got into a third year, I would have. You wouldn't have. You might have seen the no. different cousin. <laughs> you might, hey, you might have been the camp counselor. I might have been sitting in your desk in the, that third year. I don't think so. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think so, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> nice try. That's awesome. I can only wish. <laughs> I, I, did, I did my best, listeners, to give Heidi some sort of a curveball that went about as curved as a fastball, so that's great. Um, typically, when we get close to wrapping up, what ends up happening is Heidi finds a space to want to uh, have conclusionary conversations or questions. Is that still the case for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my end question that I always ask everybody is, looking back at your five-year-old self, what advice would you give besides don't pack your backpack and go to the garage? Five-year-old self? Yeah. Man, five-year-old me would not take advice from anything. That's Advice, it would probably be pretty generic, um, which... I think advice tends to be because it's the reason we keep hearing advice over and over because it tends to hold some truth to it. So I would probably say, um, as far as advice goes, just to kind of not overthink, let everything play out. I think as a kid, I used to, I was a big overthinker. And I think now I'm the complete opposite. Like, if anything happens now, I'm like, "Ah, everything's fine. As a kid, there are probably a lot of days that I lost being angry or upset or this person wronged me, I, I'm shunning them, so, I would say, as a kid, I would probably say that, just kind of, and even in high school, too, in high school, I kind of had that attitude, so, I would probably say just kind of take a deep breath and kind of let things play out. I think now that I have that, more of that attitude, it kind of seems to be, I almost enjoy every single day. In high school, there are probably some days where I'm like, this whole week is bad. <laughs> and I almost lost the whole week of life, so <laughs> try to make the most of everything, I guess. Okay, and then um, what advice would you give your future self? My future self? She's the one that throws the curveball. Yeah. <laughs> my future self? The only thing I can think of is if I, and I don't see myself doing this, but if I start to get boring, 
I kind of want to tell my, I kind of want to remind my future self that I'm a goofy person. Because I think maybe your future self, if you start adulting, you have yeah. kids, maybe you, you want to, yeah, and I kind of think like, and I don't see myself over being like that, I, I think very, very strongly actually that I won't change, but in the event that I do, or if things get bad and I start taking life very serious, I think the advice I tell myself is, you're a goofy person, stay goofy. <laughs> that might be the most heady response to a question like that I've heard. Yeah. Don't let the adulting turn Adult you something too much. else. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Well, is that That's you, it. All right. Well, Thank generally, you. yeah, Kevin, these things are usually really cool, but I got three or four quotes out of you, so I very much appreciate it. Perfect. Um, you're always welcome to come down to the polka dot couch. Uh, and please do bring some ketchup chips back, because I'm very I curious will. about those. I will. But yeah, that's kind. That'll be the end of this episode. Another one we've done a lot of recording that I'm really excited about, and um, looking forward to this episode coming out. Hopefully, within a month or so of you hearing us talk right now. So um, for Heidi and Kevin, I'm Robert, and this is another episode of Be a Master. Thank you.